We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney, Pete Sweeney, Pete Sweeney. It is that time of the week. We check in with our guy, Pete Sweeney, from Arrowhead Pride, our Chiefs insider, presented by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that's been helping KC sports fans with all their legal needs since 1996. Integrity results. That's Mark Ferguson. All right, Pete, we're getting closer and closer. I don't know about you. The week has gone by quick. I I mentioned normally these weeks go by slow, but uh, I feel like this has been a smooth week. Now, is it as smooth on the injury front, though, as it's felt from the outside? Because Joe Tooney, there hasn't been an update since Adam Schefter's report on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, ever since the week began, I've kind of ruled Tooney out in my own mind. I, I think what they're challenging him to do is to be ready in three weeks' time, um, you know, kind of assuming a Chiefs can get the victory here and, and have him be ready for the Super Bowl. Uh, the one that jumps out that I, I don't think is getting a ton of necessary attention is uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco hasn't practiced all week. Uh, he's listed with a toe injury, which is never something that you want to mix with a running back. We'll see if he goes today. I mean, I think the most he would do today is a limited status. And so uh, I'm not trying to raise the alarms that the Chiefs may not have Pacheco on Sunday, but I think you might be looking at more of a two-headed monster than just Pacheco getting the bulk of the snaps, uh, Clyde involved. He said, uh, you were there, obviously, I don't have to tell you, but just for audience, he, he was asked about you know his availability, and I think he said, absolutely, I'll be playing on Sunday. Um, so you're yeah, not saying he'll, I mean, he, I, he's going to play, you're just wondering if it limits his workload. Correct, correct, yeah. I you know, And I just wonder if he is going through a toe injury. Does him landing wrong early in the game, you know, make you have to use Clyde? Not not the as dire maybe as we used to think it might be because Clyde was really good at the end of the season. I just I think he's in line for at least a little bit of a bigger role on Sunday, and maybe that could be even expanded just on how the game and the the injury management goes for Pacheco. It's a really limited number of carries. We've complimented Clyde for the level of teammate he has been at this point. But he's carried the ball well this postseason. What have you made of Clyde's postseason performance so far in limited snaps? Yeah, I you know I think he he had a tough road here in KC. Every time I, I feel like he was about to get going, uh, you know he he ended up getting an injury, and then you had this absolute madman, hard, angry runner, something that like we've never seen before, haven't really seen in a long time, and Isaiah Pacheco taking his job. But he's been working hard in the back um, the background there, helping. Uh, Pacheco as the starter, certainly putting in the work um, behind the scenes. I, 
And you've seen, I, I think, toward the end of the season, the value that he provides. Uh, if Pacheco can't go, he, he can do the job. Maybe not necessarily a starter in this league, but I, I think somebody that can be an asset for a team. And, you know, I, I think we all think he's probably not going to be a chief pass this year, but I think there is a role for him in the National Football League. Pete, do you make anything of the, I don't know, continued Andy Reid rumblings? It seems like it's gone beyond Florio now, and at least, I don't know, Greeny's disgusted or a few other people have kicked around the possibility of Bill Belichick. Do you take any credence in the idea that Andy would entertain walking away at the end of this season? No. Uh, nope. Haven't since the beginning. His okay. contract's still t- through 2025. Um, you know, I, I think uh, our, our pal Mike at the at national level from West Virginia, not even an NFL state, throws a lot of darts, um, you know, this time of year. And this is a, a another one. I, I think – and I've explained it to you guys before, but I'll just do it again quickly. I just think Andy Reid in the course of his career has been waiting the entire time for a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. He had some pretty good quarterbacks, uh, Donovan Smith, uh, I'm sorry, Donovan McNabb and uh, Alex Smith. I could just combine the two. Um, and, and, <laughs> Same thing. Uh, and then now you get Patrick Mahomes. I think if Andy was playing Madden and creating a quarterback, uh, Mahomes would have all the attributes. And so, He's been waiting his whole life for this guy. Uh, he's actually six years younger than Belichick. I mean, I don't know how many times we have to say it, uh, and nobody is considering Belichick is going to retire. As a matter of fact, now people are saying he's going to take a year off and come back a year older. So uh, I don't get it. Um, maybe he's just a bigger-looking guy. Maybe he looks a little bit older. But, no, I don't see him going anywhere. The next bridge to cross is after the 25 season. That's when sure. I think um, he'll be really thinking of, do I want to make another commitment? Uh, and maybe that'll tell us how long he really wants. I feel like he will go past that, but I think the years are going to be um, a, an indication of how many years he actually, th- you know, whether it's a three or four or whatever it ends up being then. Pete, earlier in the show, Alex had mentioned the possibility of Andy Reid could be viewed eventually as the better coach than Bill Belichick because of what Andy did when he didn't have an elite-level quarterback and still getting to title games. you think there's a shot by the end of this thing that Andy's viewed more favorably than Bill Belichick as a head coach? It all comes down to numbers. To me, the magic number is four. He's going to need two more titles uh, to at least be in the conversation because you can quickly go and say, um, you know, well, it's six to two. I mean, that's just too much. But if you were to get to four with Patrick Mahomes and have Mahomes for half the time that Belichick had Brady, then all of a sudden I think the the conversation becomes a little bit closer. I mean, you do see those combos about uh, in the NBA, Kobe versus uh, Jordan. Uh, you got to be in the realm uh, of the titles uh, to at least have the conversation. And then so um, these next two games are huge, uh, another step to- towards getting there. Uh, but I, I think there is an angle to say that Reed is uh, one of the greatest coaches, if not the greatest head coach of all time, but he does need the titles uh, to, I think, at least, uh, especially in the New England region, uh, get you yeah. get 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 an ear on the conversation. Pete, I'm already they're they're threatened already by Patrick Mahomes. You can't have them being threatened by Andy Reid as well. You can already tell with some of the the con- <laughs> conversations coming out of there and some of the they're a little worried already. I mean, they're very quick to correct you know stats that come out. They're like, well, wait a second. Even when they're wrong, my favorite one was about Kelsey and Mahomes compared to Gronk and Mahomes. And uh, some of the right. folks out east were mentioning, well, Mahomes and and Kelsey have had a chance to you know they played in wild card 
card games. Yeah, Gronk and, and Brady played in two with the Bucks at the end, but they forget that one as well. They've actually all played in the same amount of wild card games, and, <laughs> and so people don't want to acknowledge that. But anyway, um, I, I want to talk about this defense, Pete, Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, because Lamar Jackson's dynamic. We know this. He, he's had a, a, a great second half uh, of this entire season and also a great second half against the Texans. What do you think Spags' plan is? Because we, we know the yeah. mobility, but are not that he can't pass. We're way past that dumb argument that people wanted to make, but you still would prefer him to pass the football and make him beat you through the air, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's going to be a spy, but also one that like you really, really can't over-pursue. Uh, delayed spy, cautious spy type of deal uh, where you got to really wait until uh, – Jackson commits to the run to, to send Gay off because the worst you can do is spy and then miss. Um, and so I, I think that is going to be uh, something that will uh, be a huge part of the game. That's why you hope Willie Gay is, is going to play in this one. We didn't mention him in the injuries, but I think he'll be all right. Uh, he's got a stiff neck, four days to four more days to, to kind of get unstiffed there. Um, and I think he's going to be a, a huge part. And I also think, like, you know, you mentioned the New England and all the national narratives and everything. A lot of people are just kind of assuming that Lamar Jackson is going to have an easy 100 yards in the ground. And granted, I mean, he, he might have an explosive play or two, but I think an under-talked about thing nationally that we realize locally is Spagnuolo's plans have just been excellent. And he changes them each and every week, tinkers to uh, eliminate the best weapon that the opposition uh, has. And, I mean, I, to me, that is Lamar with his legs and then to an extent, you know, the running back tandem that they have uh, with Hill and Edwards – uh, on the ground. And I think he'll have a, a really good plan to make sure that they can uh, establish the run. And, and the Chiefs, when they've been intentional about it, have shown that they can hold the run back. Has it been one of the weaknesses of the team? Yeah, but you're also uh, preparing for, for quarterbacks that are more apt to throw it through the air. Spagnuolo has been a really excellent planner. Uh, Andy Reid has given him a ton of credit. I, I'm i actually fairly surprised that we haven't ever gotten more buzz about him having a head coach aspirations or any kind of team being interested in him. Cause I just think he, you know, we, we wrote him off because of that terrible stint in St. Louis with the Rams. But at the same time, it's almost like he deserves another look for what he's been able to accomplish these past two seasons. Pete, back on where you were talking about with uh, the chiefs and Travis Kelsey and everything we do offensively, does he look like he's got his legs back to you? I think that was the way Andy put it, where it looked like maybe he was fresh yeah. again off of that week off. Obviously he's been great in the postseason so far. Yeah, Andy has said that he thinks the Week 18 off uh, really helped Travis. You know, when you have a, a knee extension injury, whatever that was, the bone bruise at the beginning of the year, unless you really get off your feet, you know, for an extended period of time, it's probably going to linger. And I'm sure you had a little bit of that. I asked Patrick Mahomes about this yesterday, and Mahomes just thinks he gets fired up for the playoffs. <laughs> like maybe he's just more willing to push through any kind of old age pain and injury pain that he has just because they, I, I think they know the, the gravity of, of these types of games. Uh, either way, I do sense that he has additional juice, which is massive. I mean, if you get a little bit of that vintage Travis Kelsey, uh, you know, he is just such a, a weapon that other teams have to give attention to. And when you, you think about the Chiefs establishing the ground game, and also, you know, what Rasheed Rice has been able to do, just having that extra attention on Kelsey can really help your offense tick. And uh, the pleasant surprise that has been MVS. Hopefully that continues in this game. Do you think this is a low-scoring game? How do you see this playing out on, on Sunday? Yeah, I do. I actually I think, um, you know, we'll be so focused on Mahomes and, and Jackson. Huh? 
We'll have to find. Oh, he's back. Go ahead, finish. Sorry about that. You got cut off. No. Yeah, we'll have to work. Um, I I think I think the defenses are the best parts of each team. Even now, um, even as uh, the Ravens' offense has looked as good as it has, even though the Chiefs kind of found themselves last week. And so I I think it's a low-scoring game. Uh, but I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. I liked the Bills last week because I thought it was a must-win. I kind of feel like it's a must-win for Baltimore here. Um, but I learned the hard way in my pick last week that Patrick Mahomes is inevitable. So I'm going back uh, to the good guy side <laughs> with Jake, uh, for you Chiefs fans. But I like the Chiefs in this one. I I can't um, wrap my head around uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, leaving without the Lamar Hunt trophy. Pete, if they do go to the Super Bowl, make sure you give your address out on air so people can send you those apology letters for how many times they called you a homer for saying that the Chiefs might eventually find it. Yeah, the, the, it was a tough year uh, being positive about the Chiefs offense or trying to find the bright side, but uh, we managed, and uh, we'll see if there's another game to prepare for after this one. Let's do it. There you go. Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. He joins us every Friday, and uh, hopefully, again, we got a couple more Friday visits from Pete Sweeney if the Chiefs continue winning. And our conversations with Pete are presented by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that's been helping KC sports fans with all their legal needs since 1996. Integrity results. That's Mark Ferguson. We're going to hear from Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey in the 1 o'clock hour today. You asked him about Travis Kelsey, and I think we, we wondered if it was going to be the case Week 18 helping him out, and I think it's just been very evident that uh, the Week 18 time off really helped, even if, as Pete pointed out, Mahomes says, look, it's just the playoffs. And it's true. He's like, an all-time great playoff some of the performer. Great, great playoff performer, but also just the greats in our game, I don't care what the sport is, usually, not all the time, usually elevate their game in the playoffs. Mahomes has done it. Brady did it. Travis Kelsey has done There's so many examples in, in sports uh, most of the time, if we're talking about first ballot Hall of Famers, they usually take it up a notch come playoff time. And that's definitely the case for Travis Kelsey. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. He has been, I told you, sometimes I think he gets a little bit lost in the shuffle. Not but because he's not great, but because the other guy in the game is Patrick Mahomes. And we understand what type of all-time playoff performer he is. But yeah, Travis Kelsey is just, he's like an equally as important and good playoff performer. There's a reason why, as you pointed out, people in New England, it's the same thing. The threatened by Travis over Gronk, because now Travis has passed him in a bunch of playoff stuff. The threatened with Mahomes over Brady. And now I guess we can start threatening them with the possibility of Andy versus Belichick. Although, again, that does require Andy, as Pete said, getting more of those titles, getting into that thing, and the other side of it. He had mentioned the defense being the best side of both teams. I don't think you and I would disagree with that, would you? I think that the, the Ravens' defense is the best part of their team, the Chiefs' defense is the best part of their team, which is why, even though I think a huge storyline going to the game is what do you do about Lamar Jackson? What do you do about Gus Edwards? How do you slow down a rushing attack after you got torched last week by Buffalo? I'm still way more worried about their pass rush than their run game. They can get to the quarterback. And if Tooney's not going to play and their tackles have been hit or miss all year, that is the far more terrifying part of the equation for me to this point. And I'm worried about the run game. I'm not saying that's zero. I'm more worried about how they're going to protect Patrick Mahomes or how often they have to leave in running backs to protect Patrick Mahomes. Or can they, like you said, get deep passes down the field because is the offensive line holding? It's, it's going to be running for his life. You know, those things. But, and I'm with you. It, it's also just still our confidence level in the offense versus defense on this team. Like in this year's team to me, I mean, last week we were talking about the Bills game and we're all doing different hits across the country talking about these games and everybody's like, what worries you? Are you worried about how they can stop Josh Allen? Or, you know, the same thing applies here. Yeah, of course, Lamar is an incredible player. But I think this defense has shown us time and time again that they step up to the challenge, whether it's, Wait until the second half sometimes, whether it's right out of the gate. 
Whereas the offense has been the more up and down unit all year. So of course, I mean, I think you're right. It's the worry should be more what the Ravens defense can do than what the Ravens offense can do. Because I have now seen what uh, 19 games from this chiefs defense. And I know what they are. I also know for the majority of time what the offense has been, which has been a unit that has struggled at times. So they're they're playing better football in the last month than they have all year. A hundred percent. But if if you're asking me which one is more worrisome, a a Ravens defense or the Chiefs performance against the Ravens offense, it's it's what this Chiefs offense and offensive line is going to do against the Ravens more than what uh, Legereus Sneed, Trent McDuffie, Chris Jones can go all the way through all the star players, what they can do. The other part about this is always funny is that teams, I don't think they forget. I'm sure defensive coordinators think about it. We spent a lot of time talking about the running ability of, like, running quarterbacks. Makes sense, right? Lamar Jackson's a great runner. Josh Allen's a great runner. Mahomes' legs specifically come playoff times. You better not forget about them. Because that's the problem with Mahomes' legs is you can't – you don't have a plan going into the game. Like, against Lamar Jackson, okay, we're going to run a light spy, don't over-pursue. This is how we're going to attack his – Mahomes just does it. It's at different parts of the field. It's at different times of the game – it's not a prepared or planned thing. So how can you prepare or plan for it? You have to just play your normal defense. And then all of a sudden here come his legs, which does help him in the pass rush or my fear over their pass rush department, but it doesn't stop that fear from sinking in a little bit where you're like, I just, part of it is I, I just never want to relive that Tampa Bay game where he's running for 450 yards or whatever the hell they said it was at the end of that game. And he's just like doing anything to try to win the, it. It was the Tampa and the Raiders game this year. Those were the two. If you look at the, yeah, that the Raiders game, he ran a lot. He, he ran more in the Raiders game. And we're getting words about running. It's, it's, it's not, it, it's running just, for your life. Just the amount. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, not it's, running for you. He <laughs> run for four. This is not Derrick Henry in high school. He didn't run for 450 <laughs> yards rushing. Yeah. Just make it sure. I, I think most of you picked in up on that. But before we get a text from someone saying, there's no way he ran for 400 yards. Yes. We, we're, we're talking about something different. Cause there's always one text physically ran there's always one. Okay. He ran like a half marathon. <laughs> Trash of the day. All right, we'll go to uh, the trash of the day with a little food topic today. And it has to do with a food bank in England and a discovery that they had. And I've got a question that stems off of this as well. Okay. Food bank volunteers were shocked. They discovered that a donated canned good item had expired years ago. Not like uh, one or two years. 25 years ago. What? Someone donated a canned good item from 25 years ago. It was a glass can of Uncle Ben's cheese and onion sauce for potatoes. A worker was checking new donation items when the individual noticed the label was faded and contents looked a little gray. Upon looking further, the worker discovered the sauce had expired June 9th of 1998. How would someone look how donate? Old that Uncle how, Ben's logo how are you is. Do, how are you donating that? Look at that. You can just look at that and know that that can't be. That can't be good. Mike, do you have... It's not yellow anymore. Do you have any old canned... Like, you cook a lot, so okay, maybe you so don't... Okay, so I would say the stuff in my... I'm okay about canned goods. Because I don't. I do a lot of fresh vegetables, so I don't have a lot of just, like, cans of, of corn or whatever sitting around. Normally, if it's those, it's, like, frozen <laughs> vegetables this, this or This one things. is see-through, so you can see the contents. You know it's nasty. Someone says they're having a problem with the grocery store. So they bought cans that expire next month. Just oh. bought the cans. Normally, if I buy a canned good, my plan is... Hey, I got a year. Like, I just bought, like, a Sam's Club size of, like, diced tomatoes right before we had chili over the winter because I'm like, hey, you year check? I can get through. I, I know. On, At the store? No. I know on milk and stuff. Yeah. I only kind of check on milk. I, we go through it fast enough in this house. Just as long as it doesn't yeah. expire in the next five days, we're good. Hey, I don't know if I've really – I don't really – I don't – what? I, you, you know, we've talked about the grocery shopping thing. It's a little bit different for me than you, but – I don't check canned goods if I happen to buy one, but I'll—I mean, eggs and milk and stuff, absolutely. You got. What's the uh, 
What's the cost for you to eat one spoonful of that cheese? Hmm, dude, no. What's, what's the, come on, there's a no number. Way. Stop it, there's it's, a number. It's probably moldy inside of there. One, okay, so you might get a little it's, sick. How many years old? 25, and it looks Ten gray. G's. 10 G's, I'll take a spoonful of that cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would eat way more than that. Mm-hmm. Way more than that? Mm-mm. You want me to eat that? You got to give me at least $100,000. A hundred grand? A oh, hundred grand's a little crazy. $100,000. Ten grand. I'm not eating it. $10,000. No. I need a spoonful of that au gratin cheese sauce. No. It's 25 years expired. You, you would open that. Which means it's probably like 30 years old. As soon as you yeah, open it, smell. you Just... would not want 10000 You'd want a lot more than 10000 Oh, uh, you think the second, like the whiff of it. The likes. second you, yes. <sighs> your, your total would be have tough. to jump. Nasty. It'd be tough. Cheese. Also, let's just be honest, like in general, what it's the it worst is, thing to be expired. It, it's also cheese and onion sauce. I'll I say, mean, <laughs> like so, I you know, like if this were to be a random question, it's like there are certain things. Like let's say, like I've got sriracha. If the sriracha says or whatever, I got like eight yeah. different hot yeah. sauce in the fridge. If the sriracha says it expired three weeks ago, that's right into the dish. I don't care. That's whatever, different right? than twenty-eight years. Not here fighting three-week-old sriracha ex- expiration. It's not like a. Yeah. It's not souring. We're fine. Yeah, it's again, milk is a whole different ball game. But uh, what did you say? Tw- 25 years? 20? 25 years. Golly. I don't even know what milk would look like after 25 years in oh, a container. It just would. But yeah, I mean, I'd, it would just look like. I don't want to think about it. It would have separated. Something would have just started growing inside of that. Someone says, the way a, hospitals charge, you're going to spend 10K at the ER after <laughs> eating that. I got health insurance. I'll just go to the regular doctor. That's your response? <laughs> your response to maybe getting sick from eating 25-year-old food is, I have well, health I have health insurance? My, uh, our whole family plan was like, you had to really, like, for sure were hurt for the ER visit. Like, I went to the ER when I broke my arm yeah. falling out of a tree because it was like a no-doubter. But the first time I tore ligaments in my knee, that was on a Saturday. We waited till Monday to go to the regular doctor. <laughs> and it was still like the size of a cantaloupe. We're like, like, I don't think this thing's getting better. I think I might need to go to the actual doctor now. Yeah. We didn't just run straight. The ER is expensive. You got to know. You got to know you're really hurt for the oh, ER. Oh, trust visit. me. I'm aware. I'm aware. The ER is a little pricey. A little pricey. I haven't been personally to the ER in probably since I broke it's my twice in my life. And then twice in my life. Once uh, when I was uh, in kindergarten, and then once like two or three years ago, whenever that was, two or three years ago. Whenever. Yeah. It's always yeah. just, no, mine were all when I was little, like split my head open, break my arm. Yeah. I think that that's stuff. probably. Everything else is just the normal stuff. I've recently been when my wife broke her ankle. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. Not, I, yeah I went to the patient, ER for yes, that. Yes. Yeah. I'm talking about as a patient as well, not as, not if anybody else. It's also a little different now that urgent care is like an available yeah. option. You'd be like, I don't know that this kid broke their pinky. So uh, maybe we hit yeah, the old to urgent the, care uh, until it's not though. Like for so my my wife, we had to take her to the ER to get stitches, and it happened because urgent care would not. They they, they had closed the doors. It was like six fifty. They closed at seven. They wouldn't open the doors, so oh, we man. had to go to the ER. And as a result, the bill was much more quadruple, probably. Yes, a lot. Tough living. Offer some stitches. Unfortunately, offer still stands. You got an expired piece of food, and you got ten thousand dollars for me. No. Not any expired piece of food, but that cheese sauce, I'll do it for 10 grand. Any 25-year-old expired piece of food that somehow not, is in not your house. milk. It can't be dairy. There's <laughs> well, cheese, cheese is dairy. But cheese. No, milk but it's cheese itself. sauce. It's different, okay. you know? I'm not eating a 25-year-old egg, okay? Dude, it just wouldn't I mean, just, like, it wouldn't That's happen. not even possible. Just be dust. It's not even possible. Yeah. That's all. So that, says cheese sauce is as old as most of our secondary. It's like <laughs> the age of Joshua Williams, Seriously. a fully grown man. Yeah. Yeah, that cheese sauce is bare. Like Drew's barely older than that cheese sauce. That, that, <laughs> That's that right. Food that makes it less. The ten grand seem a little light. If it's like it, <laughs> its existence since Drew was an infant, it's like 
All right. Well, yeah. since 1990. It's expired by that. It probably is as old as Drew. Probably true, had six, true. 12 months. You know, probably yeah. had 12 months or of shelf more. stable. That's true. That's the trash of the day. Up next, we get right back into the Chiefs, though. One thing Lamar Jackson has struggled with in the postseason before. Cody thinks it could still come up again on Sunday. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Our NFL playoff coverage on 610 brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. One o'clock today, we'll hear from Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey right here on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Of course, in the one o'clock hour, get to our game predictions presented by T-Mobile. We'll get those before we get out of here for the week. And we got a lot more to do, though, until then. Starting with something that you have noticed uh, in the postseason and you still think it could be a big problem for Lamar? Well, I'm just curious if it's uh, if, if we can bring up the conversation with the Chiefs yesterday that is, what if their old offense crops back up? I think you can make the same argument for Lamar, even though it's a small sample size. Last week, he was nearly perfect, especially in the second half, he was nearly perfect. But what you might not remember about why he lost those playoff games in the years before this one, turnovers. He is historically in the regular season one of the lowest turnover players in the league. He doesn't throw that many interceptions. He was one of the, I think he might have, was the lowest number out of any of the qualified starters this year, only threw seven of them. Loses some fumbles here or there, but so what? In the postseason, in just five games, so including the one in which we know he had zero turnovers, he has thrown five interceptions and lost three fumbles. That is a lot. That means he's averaging two turnovers per game in the games before this one. He had a game, he had an interception in every single playoff game before this one, including two and one, and lost fumbles in those games as well, where you're saying, I mean, God, if the man's averaging two turnovers per playoff game, and the first postseason game was against a not good defense. It's the Texans, it's not a good defense. Chiefs are. They're not good at taking the ball away, but they are a good defense. I wonder whether or not that'll crop up. I'll admit, small sample size. It is. Maybe yeah. Lamar, like we had said, is a changed man. And some of those plays are like from 20, you know, 2021, 2019. Does the fact he threw an interception in a game in 2019 or two picks in a game in 2021, a game in which, by the way, he had like, that might have been the game where he had like 300 yards or whatever it was. Yeah, that's where that's where all the doubts about his playoff performance, uh, that, that's why that's existed. That conversation has existed for multiple years. I do think a couple things. One, he's coming off a game where he just showed us he didn't turn the ball over. And I do think 2019 was a very long time ago. I think he is a better quarterback now than, than what he was. I will also argue, though, while even though they have the Browns in the AFC North this year and for the, much of the season we said the Browns were the best you know, team in uh, defense in, in football, 
Browns were different on the road. I think this is still the toughest test for Lamar defensively. Like we, yeah, can, I agree. we can mention on the Chiefs side, right? They're up against it. No doubt. This is going to be one of the best defenses or the best the Chiefs have seen for sure. Uh, and Lamar is dynamic and the Chiefs are up against it injury wise compared. All that's true. But we also have to acknowledge Lamar Jackson hasn't seen a defense like this. I, I would argue all season. This is different. The Browns to me clearly showed as the season went on, they were not as good defensively as the Chiefs. The two best defenses are playing in this game, and that means Lamar is going up against the best defense he has faced this season. Lamar has also, in every playoff game he's played in, been sacked at least three times. Three times in two games, four times in one, five and seven in the other two. Like, I'm not saying he's wilting. Again, I think the sample size is too small to just bury Lamar as if he's that player from a few years ago. Like you said, you can learn from these mistakes. Brand new offensive coordinator. But he he does make mistakes. He has definitely been a mistake-prone way more like it's the opposite. That's what it's interesting. In the regular season, Lamar takes care of the football. He's always taken care of the football. He's been good about that. In the postseason, he's just been giving it away like it's free candy. Mahomes has been the opposite. He's He's not a high turnover player, by the way, in the regular season, Mahomes. But in the postseason, he gives it away even less. He's one of historically the great quarterbacks ever at interception rate overall. And then he gets in the postseason, and he really doesn't let you have the football. Not from him anyway, right? Maybe somebody else lets go of the ball, but it's not him. Patrick Mahomes seemed like he had an interception a game for what? Eight consecutive games this year? We get in the postseason two games in. Is he throwing a pick? Do you remember Mahomes throwing a single pass in either of these games that felt like it had a chance? Yeah, well, now we're having a different conversation. I mean, if we if we want to talk about like who's better in the postseason, well, duh. I mean, we don't even have to have a conversation. We can cut it off right there. Mostly, Mahomes I'm just talking was, about the turnover avoidance he, or lack thereof in the postseason for these two. A full so comparison. We with, know that with you Mahomes. on Mahomes, who doesn't turn the ball over in the postseason, and he's been sensational. Six, he's going for a six straight game without turning the ball over and throwing an interception. I should say. In the postseason, and if you're wondering, Patrick Mahomes is minus like 125 to throw a pick. He's even money to not throw a pick if you're trying to bet on that to not happen uh, on Sunday afternoon. The thing with Lamar, it's tricky. I mean, you acknowledged it. Uh, it's small sample size, and I just think he is a different quarterback. If, if he makes a mistake, you got to capitalize on it because I don't believe there's going to be a ton of them. No, you think you know, he might make one like any quarterback can correct. make one? Sure. I think you have to capitalize on that. I mean, he's coming off a game in which he didn't make a mistake. He also, uh, to me, what he was in 2019 individually is a different player. And Todd Munkin is a different offensive coordinator entirely than than what they were running. There's some elements, no doubt, that of the offense that have stayed the sure. same like anything else. But brand new OC. I mean, this is his first year as the OC with Lamar Jackson. And so I think it's hard for me to, to be like, man, yeah, Lamar's going to, you know, ha- have all these turnovers because he's way more turnover prone. I, I don't know if we can judge a quarterback that had a three year, was a three year gap of making the postseason or playing yeah. in the postseason and say, well, that we, we know I, I'm judging. It's him. also what just hard to be like this year. What has he done this year? I think matters more both in the play in the playoffs, which is one game, small sample size, no turnovers. And also just what he's been this year. Again, he will be the MVP of football this year. So, and, and he had seven interceptions all year. If he's, if you want to say he's vulnerable anywhere, I think it's actually fumbling the football, not necessarily losing, but can you, can you get him to cough with the ball and can you actually Recover land on this it time? instead of, you know, what happened last game where the chiefs tried to pick it up? I was going to say that might be the key for this. Even more important to get, to get to him in terms of pressure. Now, I don't know exactly when he's fumbled, the football fits been when he's getting sacked or you know, if somebody's coming yeah. from behind him. and reaches yeah, I, didn't, I didn't go that far into the research. But he's been sacked 40 times. He's fumbled the ball five. If he's fumbled 53 the ball, fumbles in his career, I if believe. he's fumbled when he's been sacked, that, that's a 12 and a half percent rate of when he's sacked. He's fumbling the football. So I think of he tends to carry it a little bit loosely. And that was a problem 
goal, particularly in the beginning of the year. I think, I don't know if he fumbled once or twice in that Colts loss that they had, but that's been a little bit of a problem for him over the course of his career. I mean, 53 total fumbles is he might either he's loose with the football or guys have been able to get their hands on it. He's also just, he's playing at an extremely high level the last two months. I mean, we brought this up yesterday or two days ago, so he hasn't thrown a pick since the 17th of December against Jacksonville. They still won the game, but it was, he threw an interception. He hasn't had a fumble since the November Thanksgiving, November 26th. Um, that's the last Lost fumble. fumble or fumble in general. Just, it just says they listed just as fumble. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Overall on the season, he's, he had two in the opener, as you pointed out, drew against the, the Texans. And then he had, he had two against Indy two against Cleveland, one against Pittsburgh. Like, but he's just, he's been protecting the ball here down the stretch of the season. He has, but again, that's why I, br- I brought up this stat, not because of what he's been no, this I year. Got you. He's been great. I'm bringing it up because in, he has a limited sample size. We said in the postseason. But in four of the five postseason games, Manch has given the ball away. In the one postseason game this year, three years removed from his last postseason game, no, he protected it against what I think is a significantly worse defense than Kansas City's. And the sack thing could come into play there too, as Drew mentioned. Like I said, in five games, he sacked at least three times per game. He's actually sacked like four and a half times per game in his postseason career, which is a whole other part of it. Is he holding on to it? Is that leading to these turnovers? You know, whatever. Yeah. Or are they just behind and he's getting sacked because they have to throw? There are lots of things that factor so, into these things. So I mentioned, now they don't have a fumble prop, although we were just talking, it seems like maybe a fumble is more of an opportunity. Lamar Jackson to throw an interception is plus money, plus 128. Uh, no, to not throw one is minus 158. And I mentioned Mahomes is minus 132 to throw so one. I think he's more likely to throw Because it's probably more Lamar. likely that Mahomes has way more pass attempts, right? So, I mean, I think that and and Patrick Mahomes has doubled more him picks up. He doubled him up on picks. He did. I mean, I know Mahomes is, doesn't, it's not like he's turnover prone, but Lamar had seven picks. Patrick had 15. So naturally it makes sense why the betting market would be sitting where it's at from a, will he throw a pick? Yes or no prop. What was the pass attempt difference? That would be interesting to me. Like he obviously yeah. throws an interception at a higher rate. I, don't I mean, I can tell you what the, the, the line for this game says over under Mahomes pass attempts, 36 and a half Lamar, 29 and a half. So they think seven or eight more pass attempts for Mahomes than Lamar in this game. It's actually career high for Lamar. He, uh, yeah, great year. MVP. He had 457 pass attempts and a career high in yardage at 36, 70 Correct completion so. percentage too this year. He's, he's been, he's more he's accurate. Had a hell of a season. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he's the MVP for a reason. Nobody's, you and I have never tried to argue the other side of it. Although, again, I'll point out that Mahomes has just many yards, just many touchdowns. Like, those yeah. things do still matter and factor into this, but just not to the same point. Mahomes had about 100 more pass attempts. So, I mean, not double, right? By no means. 20% more pass attempts for double the number of interceptions of 14 versus 7 for him. So, I get the difference, but still there. And then we get into the game of, like, how do you actually get them? What's the actual plan that they should have? And I do think what Pete said is true. I think you do have to spy Lamar some. Absolutely. Because he's capable of getting sacked and those things. This is a little bit like the Josh Allen thing. He'll get his a little bit. That's fine. That's part of their offense. It's designed that way. He's supposed to get some of his. You can't let him break the back-breaking run where you're like, oh, my. Where he makes you look like that high school kid. You know, that first video that went viral of him where he's just standing perfectly still and a guy flies by him and then he walks into the end zone. You can't let him break off for 30, 40, yeah, 50 it, yards. It can't That's be, really the key. It can't be a third and 15 to get off the field, and he runs around back, you know, in circles five times and then jukes Willie Gay and ends up for on a third and 15, gets 35 yards, and they get a field goal before halftime, and all of a sudden you're, you know I mean? That's the kind of stuff that can't happen. And we that exact example, by the way, happens plenty because oh, yeah, Lamar's he's, very good he's at that. that incredible of a player. But you're right. I mean, that, containing Lamar to the best of your ability. You know, the – 
he's not going to have 20 yards rushing. Okay. He's more likely to have 80 yards rushing than 20. Okay. He's, he's, he's going to get his, as you said, but can you prevent just like we said with Allen, the 52 yard run, things like that. That's what they have to do. And I think for Kansas city, you know, and how, how it plays out. Yeah. Isaiah Pacheco offensively is a big part of the formula. Even if maybe Pete Sweeney's a little concerned about the toe limiting him, not saying he's not playing, but does that limit the touches? It still is back to what we've talked about all year. And it's, it's the tackles and it's the O line holding up because uh, they've been sensational for the last two games. And it was a huge test on the road. Juwan Taylor deserves props for what he did on the road. Okay, so I'm not worried about them in a road atmosphere. I think that's done. We were questioning it last week. I have no concern about him handling the road atmosphere. It is just that this is a much better defensive front. So can your two tackles hold up in that setting? And they also, we mentioned Lamar, contain him. He's going to have his moments. I think the line of the the Ravens will have their moments where they will impact the game. You just can't let it become a disastrous situation where every third down they're getting to Patrick Mahomes. Do you think they'll come out firing again? Like they did against the Dolphins? Yeah. I, I, to the Bills to a point, too. They passed early in both of those games. I mean, they it's not that they didn't use Pacheco. Yeah. They love to pass early. Maybe First play of the game pass? Is that what you're saying? First play of the game pass. Again, you can bet that, that's too, why typically. Was, that's why I was looking. Um, <laughs> I think that they're going to try to established pass first. Yeah. I think that they like it better that way because it like loosens up the defense to the way where they found success in the running game. The reason why the running game works so well for the chiefs late is they'd gotten to the point that these shell coverage in which they weren't putting guys deep, wasn't putting a lot of guys in the box. It was just, it's like the old, uh, like keep everyone in front of you added so that there was space for the chiefs. I kind of feel like they're going to come out passing again, but I'm with you. Like if we're talking style of game, I think that the Chiefs need this to be low scoring to win. I don't like it at any point this year. I've long since given up the idea of, hey, let's play one in the 30s or let's play one in the high 20s. Not interested. That is not a style of play that favors the Chiefs because not unless you got the ball last and Mahomes is just absolutely cruising at some point, I would I would genuinely fear it, wouldn't you? That's not the style of game you want. You'd rather, if you knew the final was 17-14, you'd feel better than if you knew the score was 30-27 to final. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you have to with the way this team is this year. Um, and, you know, the the way in a lower scoring game, Cody, that, you know, you prevent getting doubled up on plays again like the Bills were able to do a week ago is whether it's a little bit of Clyde, that's fine. But Isaiah Pacheco, I mean, he, I, we, we keep going back to this, but, I mean, honestly, it's a playoff game. If he's playing in the game, you know, the total limit – Watch him have more carries this week than he did last week, and he's got a supposedly a bad toe. Again, he he's he's gonna play in the game, and who knows? Hopefully, he practices today. But it doesn't matter. Like he'll he'll you watch him get more carries than he had last week because they're yeah. gonna have more play. They're gonna run more well, they'll plays. Run more plays. They're gonna run sure. more plays. They're What's not the getting doubled up this again. Week? Fourteen and a half again. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not going back to the well. We hit it last week. I on did the that last with MBS three weeks in a row once I, and cashed I, all three, and then I never bet him again. I'm not going to go back to the well. It did cash last week, even though I I, I still kind of like it. I like Pacheco's combo rush receiving yards over eighty six. Okay, that's not bad. That's kind of where should I'm at. I uh, before we play this audio of Tom Brady talking about Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, which maybe makes you throw up in your mouth a little bit, but you're still also interested in hearing it. Should I feel bad? So I've been added in a picture like ten times. A picture. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, because the picture's not of me. Oh. It was from our Chiefs watch party with Vinny Pasquantino, which a number of the Royals showed up. Okay, I saw this as well. I got tagged once. Go ahead, Uh go ahead. uh Uh-huh, So the photo is from a nice young lady named Maya, whose caption says, I peaked in this very moment for real. (laughs) She's standing next to Bobby Witt Jr. He's in the Chiefs jersey. Yes. She couldn't look happier. (laughs) 
I am in the background of this photo looking like an idiot. What were you doing? I don't know. Talking, thinking. It looks like I'm holding my chin. Like I'm the thinker. It looks like I'm like this. Hmm. Yes. Oh, go on. Like I was, I don't know, invested in a conversation. You can't even see anybody I would be staring at in the photo. It's just me. I'm standing like that um, meme in Narcos when he's just like, when, when oh, Pablo, Pablo Escobar, Escobar just standing there reflectively thinking at things. <laughs> Crop what me out. To... Use a magic eraser or something. Get me out of this photo. Should I, I feel think... bad that I ruined her photo? I think, I think I you're ruined good. this photo. Most people probably, you're in it. So it's you in the background, so you're focused in on that more. I, most people probably are just noticing she's taking a photo with Bobby Wood Jr. They don't notice me they in the background. I, I think you're like, yeah. I mean, I. It, they said that photo last night. I was like, oh my god. I saw it. I saw it. I, saw it. Either I, I don't know if I was tagged, but I saw it on your timeline, maybe or something. It came across my feed last night, and I, I didn't really. I'll be. I didn't. I didn't notice you were in the background. <laughs> even I. I, oh. I didn't even know. I knew. When, I thought there was something with the caption or something you were going to mention. I, I had no idea you were even oh, in the background. Oh, there's me in the back. Oh, of that's the, okay. I'm that's like right. right next yeah, to Bobby. That's, a, that's okay. You're making it sound in like fairness, you're, you're, it's fun. We might be focused on the wrong person. Nope. Now on second viewing of this photo, look at the look on the girl's face behind her. Why are I so out? Well, now you're just making, now you're just, crit- oh, no, she crit- just critical she's of everybody. Giving her kind of a death sca- I was critical of myself first. The two main people yeah. in this photo look perfectly fine. Yeah. Bobby Jr. is rocking his Whataburger trucker hat. People want you to post the picture. I can, I can. I feel like you. You can do what you're it. trying to do with every picture. Like when you, when you really are looking into it, what are they doing? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Look at this person. Like I, I, feel yeah. like I don't know that I've ever really photobomb someone to this degree before. Like that, I'm just in the background but, of a photo. But, like see, you're that. not. But, but I would argue you, do it, you're not photobombing. You're not even looking at the camera, so it's not yeah. a photobomb. You didn't even look at the camera. You're there. That's fair. Photobomb would be if you were like staring and you were intentionally like trying to do. So. The the lady sitting in the booth is closer to a photobomb than you. She looks very angry or confused. Yeah, Although you need to post the picture because people listening have no clue what. Right, they, they, you know, we, we need to post the, the picture. picture I just t- retweeted something. Okay, there you go. She might have been mad because that's when Mahomes slid short and she lost a bet. You know, oh, she, 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 she didn't get. To, don't bring that back up. <laughs> <She didn't get laughs> Gold lost that bet. I lost that bet. Ugh, that was uh, honestly. Uh, I think Bobby game, Sunday Night Football. I think Bobby had gone downstairs to the tables at about a lot of the players did. Yeah. Around the third or fourth quarter. That was an awesome time. We should do oh, that Oh, it was again. a ton of fun. What a great time. Those Bobby, that that's where Cody criticized me for winning a charity auction. How dare I give money to charity? I thought the listeners could maybe. You know. It's a charity auction. Who cares who's donating the money? I won those signed Bobby Wood Jr. cleats, which More are badass. I got a nice case for it now. Very you nice. got one of those like floating ones where like the shoe no, rotates? No, 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 no. This is like you a know? wooden like thing. I need to get like a little plaque plate thing so I can have it say Bobby. I need to still add something to it. But yeah. Oh, I'm going to just start like trophy the, shop. The cleats are they're pretty legit. Pretty legit. Shop. It'll be fine. I retweeted it on, on social media. So you can go. If you want to go on Twitter, you can find the video. We talk a lot about Patrick <laughs> Mahomes and his ability to win in the postseason. Yes. Tom Brady was asked about it on the Jim Gray podcast. This is what Tom Brady had to say. And you'll hear the question here right at the beginning of playing Patrick Mahomes in the postseason. He's an incredible competitor. And I think it's on display in the biggest moment. So I, everyone, I got a lot of questions for you. again. What do you think? It's at Buffalo. And I said, I think I like Patrick. He, he doesn't doesn't phase him. He doesn't care that it's in Buffalo. He wants to go out and play who's ever the best to see how he matches up. And he always seems to play his best in the big moments. And, you know, even the Super Bowl where we got him in when we were in Tampa, he was, you know, he was running all over. He ran for 450 yards, you know, horizontally across the field in order to get passes off. And there was kind of an onslaught of pressure. But he still in those moments was giving his team a chance to win from his athletic ability, his tenacity, his competitiveness, he's got so many of the intangibles. So 
beyond his ability to throw the ball, run it when he does. He had a great run yesterday. I think he's got these intangibles that everyone believes. And I said it in the third quarter yesterday, as soon as Casey took the lead, it felt like Buffalo's got to go, oh, God, this is not the game we wanted. We we didn't want to be in behind three in the third quarter. And they took the lead, and then obviously the, the, the game turned out the way it did. But he's a fierce competitor. They got a great team. They're really well coached. It's been a great organization, five Six AFC championships actually in the last six years. That's that's pretty impressive. I like the way he describes the feeling for other teams because I can specifically remember that's how you felt when you were up against Brady. You're like, uh oh. Of course. Now they got the lead on us. Uh oh. We're in trouble. It's gotta be so much easier to be on the other side of that. And there's only ever like one or two quarterbacks in the league at one time where you genuinely are like, oh God. They got the lead on us, and it's the second quarter, and there's no reason to be actually terrified yet, but you're like, oh, they're playing good now. It's like those first couple of drives in that game against Buffalo. When they were scoring, you're like, uh-oh. You thought you were going to, like, you were scoring, but so were the Chiefs. You thought you might get the advantage, and there they are. Well, that's why they're putting in, points they're, on the board. Their plan in the first half was working. They were limiting the possessions, as we brought up, and that cause, because they, they had no answer. It's why when we so much – is discussed about the wide right field goal, which is is still a, a moment to discuss. But sure, even if he makes it, like they, they weren't stopping the Chiefs at a, a minute forty in two yeah, timeouts. Like, Mahomes yeah. was having no problem carving up the Bills' defense, and they only had that one was, punt. That, yeah, that was not the issue whatsoever. So that was the, the the formula that the Bills tried to implement was was the correct idea given the circumstance. They just in the second half it just didn't matter. And at the beginning, what Tom Brady was saying, I mean, is, is everything. I mean, we, everybody's been saying that. Obviously, it's coming from Tom Brady, so it's it's even more impactful. But like Mahomes, in, as he said, even in those mo- like in those moments, he's not phased. We've kn- we've known this for a while. He's he's not phased by any atmosphere. He's not phased by anything. In fact, he gets more motivated and plays better when people are discounting him. I saw this morning on his Instagram, he put together uh, somebody put together an edited video for him clearly on his team, and uh, he, he he put it out on Instagram, and it was talking. It had a cl- uh, headlines from you know people that were discussing them going on the road for the first time and all that. Like that is stuff that he feeds into, um, and it works for him. You know, the fi- finding haters out there works for him. And I think that's part of what allows him to have the success that he does in these playoff games. Are you fueled by the haters? Definitely. Yeah. The same exact way, Cody. Yeah. The same <laughs> you do, exact you way. You do better radio. Better radio with hate haters. You. That's right. That's what it is. That's that's, exactly, it's a great way to look at exactly it. exactly you know? right. Yeah. That's exactly how it plays out. You got a lot of tenacity when you <laughs> turn on the mic. They counted you out on this Red Friday. Said you couldn't do a show on a Red Friday, Cody. But, but you, we did. But here we are. You know? Here we are. Somehow we managed. <laughs> All right. That's the Chiefs Red Half Hour. Coming up next, let's get to what's trending. We'll get you caught up on what's going around in sports. And also, one thing that we used to say about two other quarterbacks that we're not saying as much this week, but maybe we should. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.